have a really pretentious friend. He's a great drummer and a good songwriter. But he was like, if anybody ever asks me like how to write a song, I just tell them, then you shouldn't be trying to write songs. <laughs> Sometimes when you try and do everything yourself as a songwriter, because you want to have the ownership of the song, there's going to be areas you're not good at. And then that's when you're so slow and do one song every year, like me. Like I'm, I'm talking about myself right now. Guys. <laughs> Welcome back to the Pickup Music Pod with Sam and Carl. Today is all about songwriting. We have Kyle Sparkman here from the team walking you through the five steps to get started with writing a song. Yeah, welcome, Kyle. How are you doing? Thanks. I'm stoked to be on the pod, man. The this first is, this is guest, the first ever pickup music pod. Guest. What an honor! Well, it's great to have you here, man. And you know, you are a among everyone on our team, um, probably one of the most prolific songwriters. Um, you know, you've released quite a bit of music, right? You have uh, one or two albums out. One album and like eight songs before that. Um, I, I think I have about 17 songs out. You know, pro, prolific might be a strong word, but I'll, I'll take the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> so today, give us a little bit of a, a bird's eye view of, of what you're going to talk about. Um, these these five, you, you, you've boiled down songwriting into five steps. Yes, five simple steps. Um, I guess it kind of goes back to just how I started learning songwriting. I mean, songwriting is hard to teach because it's so personal and so subjective. Like who I think the greatest songwriter in the world is, you might think is the worst songwriter in the world and, and vice versa. So I can just share my experience with songwriting, how I got started. It's like a very theory light, friendly way to jump into it. And yeah, like I said, like I first started songwriting when I, I had moved to Paris, France for like a year and I just got there had no cell service, no internet, no nothing. And I was like bored out of my mind and just started writing songs. This was like a decade ago. So I had very little theory knowledge and just like paved my own way through. So yeah, I'm going to talk about that in a, a nice quick and easy way. You can start and, and write your first song. Um, I know it's a very intimidating thing for a lot of people. So, you know, I want to kind of show that it's, it's really easy. Yeah. A lot of guitar players feel intimidated by the singing aspect of this, right? And Definitely. I is everything that we're going to talk about today um, only, you know, singing related or can we apply these to guitar driven compositions as well? Yeah, you know, this this definitely works for uh, instrumental compositions. So whether you're using guitar as a bass and then you're using your guitar to make the melody on top or mm, any other, yeah. you know, melody maker. That's why I say like for this, you just need a melody maker that can be whistling, singing or your guitar. Um you know, if if you've been in the pickup verse for a bit, you know that I'm a huge fan of the looper pedal. So if you're going to be doing instrumental songwriting, I, I think a looper is uh, pretty essential for that. Um, but but yeah, you just need something to to make a melody. But I would encourage anyone who might be listening who's never tried singing to do it because it's going to make you a better guitarist. Um, and you don't need to be a quote unquote good singer to get the benefit out of it. Um, you're just you're fishing for ideas here. And uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. Cool. Yeah. So like I said, songwriting is hard to teach. It's very subjective, but I think what holds true across most songwriting is it has to come from a place of comfort. So that's kind of the thing that I start with is just like find what's comfortable for you. And the way my songwriting came about is like, I'm comfortable with guitar driven grooves. Like nine times out of 10, when I write a song, it's starting with like an idea that's kind of starts as a chord and, you know, just has like a rhythmic aspect of it that takes it from slightly more than just chords, you know, maybe that's arpeggiating uh, a chordal groove in a kind of way or just like playing around with different rhythms. Um, 
And, you know, the guitar is so fantastic for songwriting because you have this intersection of harmony, melody and rhythm at your fingertips, you know, like when we're playing stuff and you're smacking your strings like is so popular these days, like you're already writing your drum beat into it. And then, you know, you have your bass notes at your at your fingertips, along with uh, all the chords going on and then your melody. So it's cool to kind of like blend all of those together. I don't know of another instrument that that really hits it in the same way, like piano. But I think in ways piano is a little bit less less rhythmic than what you can do songwriting wise on a guitar um but yeah i mean let's let's dive into it i say the first thing is like so many hit songs were written using only two chords um and i was just trying to think of some examples um sublime what i got is one of those um dreams by fleetwood mac yep. oye como va santana i don't know do you guys have any uh two chord wonders that that uh strike a chord with you I would say even if it's not the entire song, certainly like just the whole chorus or verse will often just be two two chords. So even even just starting with that as your kind of foundational hook line is a great way to start. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, How about you, Carl? One, the old one to four. I mean, you know, there's so many songs. So um, many. Lord Huron, the band I used to play in, uh, She Lit a Fire is literally, this is just a C chord for all of the verse, all of the chorus, and then the bridge changes and we add an F chord uh, and a G chord in there. But the rest of the song is all C. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And it's. I think it's so great to start from a, a place of simplicity. I think it's a very common trap to fall into in music, um, thinking that you need to be doing something more complex to either impress people or just just valid, be validated as a musician. But there's, I think there's an art to simplicity. Okay, cool. Writing your first song. Step one is to find a groove with some chords. Um, and this is kind of like fishing, you know, I, I would, if I was writing a song, I would just noodle around with different chords until I found something that caught my ear. Cause you need more than just chords. You need a rhythmic idea. Um, and you need to maybe like arpeggiate a certain way just to, to give yourself kind of the vibe. So you're already in a sense, like playing with like drums and, and bass groove, like even if you don't know it yet. So yeah, start, just pick two chords. You know, if you don't know any theory, you can just look up a chord chart of, of chords in a major key and just start playing around till you find one. And that's step one. It's, it's very simple. Um, you know, maybe simple to say and, and harder in practice to find something that catches your ear. But after that, your next step is to start playing with melody ideas. And this is where you need your melody maker. So your guitar, whistling, you know, if you, if you can whistle. Um, but I think for me, like kind of the purest way and the easiest way where I can be playing and finding a melody at the same time is to just sing. Um, so it can be very uncomfortable if you're not a singer, but again, you don't have to be a good singer for this to work. Um, and it doesn't have to be perfect while you're writing the song, you know, you're going to be doing this alone in your room. Um, but really the idea is just like, I personally will just scat kind of nonsense words. So unlock your inner jazz cat and, uh, you know, be like, da, 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 like stuff like that, um, mm, oh, yeah. can feel very silly when you're doing it at first. But, uh, again, it's, it's, it's all part of the process. So that's step two, finding a melody. And then maybe right here we can talk about, you know, the difference between uh, vocal melodies and instrumental. Either of you, I'd be curious to know, like off the bat, your impression, you know, as as the theory guys here at Pickup, what do you think of the difference between uh, a vocal melody and an instrumental melody? It's a great question. And, and I would say when it comes to melodies, at least in my experience, that that's probably the main 
area of music where theory isn't as important because a melody to me is something like hummable and memorable rather than something like chords or rhythms where I can think about the harmony and the changes. So for me, a melody is always an instrumental melody that is, I'm not, not writing lyrics out here, um, is always something that I hear. And usually if I can hear it, that means other people can hear it. So I get in, the next question would be then, so how do you hear melodies? And maybe we could get into that in a bit, but Carl, how about you? Well, yeah, I agree hundred percent. Most of my instrumental melodies start as lyrical melodies. And, and just going on the um, guitar song uh, journey, a lot of the guitarists, like even someone like Polyphia or even someone like Manuel Gardner Fernandez or Ichika, um, they will have singable melodies. Um, sure, they've dialed it up to like 11 in terms of complexity, but underneath that, there's something strong and singable, um, even, even though it's kind of wild. Yeah, definitely. I think you hit the nail on the head. And sometimes what I see people asking us uh, over at Pickup is, is they're looking for like that kind of theory jumping off point for melody, but it is so like if you transcribe vocal melodies from your favorite songs, you'd be surprised at how simple they are and how often they're just like hanging out on the same note. And it's really just, you know, like the duration that's changing or maybe like a little vibrato going on. Um, you know, I think sometimes just looking at some different, uh, instrumental tracks you know there there is the advantage there where it's like you can travel in range and not have to worry about that as a singer if you're going to be singing the songs you know like obviously there's a much smaller range you have access to in your voice unless you're an alan stone of the world or something um but yeah anyway so back to step two finding a melody you're just like scatting around find something that sounds catchy and catches your ear unless you've been living under a rock or, or just like without, you know, access to technology for your entire life, you've been training to write melodies your whole life because you're just listening to your favorite songs. And I think what many people will find as they start writing songs is you're kind of just ripping off some vocal melodies from your favorite artists. That's something that I would have to push through when I was first writing songs. I'd be like writing songs like, Oh, Ooh, this is awesome. And then I'm like, ah, that's a Red Hot Chili Peppers song that I just completely ripped off and forgot. And then like, you know, I think as you write more and more, absorb more influences, you start to create your own unique voice. That's how it goes in guitar too. You know, you start learning licks and then your own voice emerges. Um, but yeah, that gets us into step three, add lyrics. Um, again, personally, I'll start with that melody where it's like gibberish or scatting. And then I'll just start looking for words that feel like they fit in there. Maybe in my scatting, I'm already giving a few rhyme schemes, you know, like day or they or, or dead or head, you know. And um, from there, I'll kind of pick lyrics and I'll find something that I just really like the sound of rhythmically. Um, and then, you know, I'll build the song out from there. I like the challenge of that, where it's like, here's a line that just popped into my head after scatting this melody. And now I'm going to try to build a cohesive song around that. Um, again, I, I wouldn't like, you know, there, there's some great books out there, like how to write better lyrics and stuff like that. But lyrics are so personal. It's like, do you want to write a song that's like emotional and bears your soul to the world? Or are you going to write something like a Frank Zappa tune that's like just absurdist and stuff? It's, it's, you kind of have to like, look at, um, you know, what speaks to you and go from there. Um, but yeah, I guess another thing that I really like, um, John Mayer, I think is a great songwriter and talks about a lot. He talks about a song being like one part inspiration and then the rest is code cracking. Um, so like, you know, I'd say that in that inspiration is your chordal groove or whatever 
musical idea first catches your ear. And then after that is trying to fit in the lyrics to your melody and everything in a way that makes sense and is cohesive and then adding the next part. Um, yeah. So kind of going to gloss over step three here, add lyrics. It's like, yeah, it's so you know, personal. Th that's, that's a whole podcast or a whole uh, pathway. Yeah, that's a whole season of the podcast, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, the only um, thing I would add in, a question for Carl is um, like, because you've been in songwriting rooms maybe for like Lord Huron or I know you've done your stuff. Like what's your experience of of like lyrics? Is, is it something that songwriters in LA like, um, like study or do they just journal? Like how, how much intent is there around it um, in your experience, Carl? Ben from Lord Huron was always journaling. Um, he would be always writing in a notebook writing lyrics. Um, it's so personal though. I mean, the, the, the thing that, um, that helped me, um, I took a songwriting class actually probably like eight or nine years ago. Um, and the, the teacher had this really insightful thing that he, that he called separating the artist from the critic. And, uh, you can apply this to lyrics. You can apply this to coming up with chords and melody. I mean, you could apply it to any aspect of songwriting, but with lyrics specifically, the concept is basically like the only job of the artist is to create the content. Okay. Or, yeah. And then the only job of the critic is to fine tune what interests you. So if we're applying this to say lyrics, um, you know, basically you can almost kind of do like a free association uh, exercise, for example, if you're working on a song. Um, and the thing is, is you, you, you gotta really try to put on both hats. Like, okay, first, I'm the artist hat. I'm not going to, this might be complete crap. I'm just like writing a bunch of random stuff, but if you really let it go and, you know, give yourself 10 minutes to just type away or write away, um, literally on a pad of paper. Okay, great. You did that. There was no judgment to no, this sucks. I'm terrible. I can't do this, whatever. Right. Okay. Let's take that hat off. Let's put the critic hat on now. And now I'm literally going to go back and circle if it's physical or maybe I'll maybe highlight if it's on a, on a laptop or whatever. And I'm going to literally take those out of the, the chunk that I just wrote and like put them in a new project or something. And okay, now I have like four lines that interest me and they might not even have rhyme schemes yet or make any sets or may have any sort of connection to each other. Um, but maybe they're just little nuggets that you found interesting for one reason or another that you can now toss into your song, you know? Um, and it's, so it's a really powerful tool, I think, but aside from, aside from maybe something like that, it's. I don't, I don't know. Lyrics are, are a mystery, man. <laughs> like, no, I mean, I think that's, that's a great point. You talking about, uh, Ben from Lord Huron journaling. It's like, again, it's like songwriting has to come from a place of comfort, you know, like I'm not someone who would carry a journal around and likes writing my thoughts out like that. So like that would never occur to me to do that. But like, I do know like other songwriters who like, yeah, they're just like always writing down lyrics and stuff. And it's like, it's gotta be easy and it's gotta flow for you. Um, I just say one note for the instrumental, uh, songwriters uh, listening along which is you actually do have one lyric even if it's instrumental because your song needs a title so you you have a small opportunity to write some words so even if you're not writing lyrics maybe you're thinking about the mood of the song what's the story the song's saying and you can tell a story without words you can do that through the title and through the music so even if you don't want to you know take that leap and start singing lyrics um, these are things that you can and maybe are already thinking about yeah, that's a great point. And speaking of songwriters, I mean, Sam, Sam's uh, got music all over Spotify, instrumental compositions, racking up millions of streams and stuff. So it's good stuff. What do you, what do you, uh, what was, 
what was something what was your like favorite song that you named speaking of that one lyric oh the the biggest one was called sunday feels um yeah nice and it's appropriately named like that's first thing i think of when i hear that song (laughs) i would usually do the title after i write the song um i know it, it is quite a fun experiment to have a title and and craft the song around that but usually i associate a um a, a word with the feeling of the song once it's written a bit like we do here at pickup music we we do a lot of these like mini songs that people learn and we think about uh, oh what does that sound like yeah waterfalls and reverb there we go Definitely. yeah oh yeah that's that's a jam all right we were at um step three here of the lyrics and like again i love that point of the critic thing i think uh, I think Hemingway said this, or I could be wrong, but it's like, write drunk, edit sober. And like, again, like not yeah, putting too much judgment on that writing process when you're sitting in your room scatting or you're just like having a loop go on for hours and you're trying the things. It's uh, Yeah, it, the same just... thing applies to coming up with melodies, exactly like what you're saying, or even just chord progressions, you know, like let it loop and have no judgment as you're just trying to experiment. You yeah. Know? And then listen back and and grab what interests you. And production, like, like when you're producing and creating new things, like just get that out there, just record it down and then come back to it maybe later in the day or the next day. And that's when you edit it. Absolutely. I can't like say how many times I've just like put a song in a drawer after letting all of that stuff out, you know, all the raw stuff and and having this kind of blob of a song and then just putting it away, getting some perspective and coming back. It's, it's very helpful. Sorry, Kyle, I just had one more thought on lyrics mm-hmm. and we can edit this out if you don't think this is uh, helpful, but... Um, there's a great podcast called Song Exploder. I don't know if oh, you guys yeah. have checked that one out, but I, I listened to a Rivers Cuomo uh, episode like many years ago, and he has the wildest thing for his lyrics. Like he has like a Google Sheet or something or whatever, some kind of sheet uh, thing, and um, and he has uh, like three different categories, and he just has random words in in each one, like things that he thinks are interesting, and then he'll just go and like pick out certain words when he's writing songs and that's literally how he comes up with all of his his uh lyrics or i guess most of his lyrics Um, nice it's just like random i bet uh, chat gpt is a great lyric writer oh man the game has changed probably yeah i mean oh yeah (laughs) i don't know that's the that's the one thing i don't want chat gpt to touch although i have i've taken lyrics from songs i've written and given it to chat gpt and been like what do you think this song is about and it was it was kind of scary that was uh pretty close um yeah cool all right um yeah but getting back we're on step three you have the lyrics and and those are really like that's the core of songwriting is those three steps is you know find your initial idea in in the case of a guitar driven songwriting for many of us it's like a, a chordal groove um then your melody idea and then lyrics skipping the lyrics step if you're doing instrumental stuff and then the next thing you do is just start arranging the song. You just have to, you know, you have your verse. Usually I'd start from a verse. I heard a member at one of our pickup live lessons, uh, Carla, she starts all of her songs with a chorus. She's starting at that that catchy moment and she finds it helpful to build out from there. Um, so again, it's just different strokes. Um, but yeah, after that, you know, we're talking about a two chord song here, not to, to lose track of our exercise. Um, so let's say you started with a verse, then, you know, you can keep your chordal groove the same and just try to get a different melody idea in there that's more representative of a chorus. Um, I think a lot of great 
personally, I think a lot of great songs use uh, tension and release. So if I think of using a very staccato, short, um, like melody idea for a verse, then I would lean toward a release in the chorus with a lot of like long duration melodies and stuff like that. Um, and that applies to the chords too. So it's like, if you want to change your chords, maybe if you're doing, you know, bar chords for your verse, you could do open chord, uh, voicings to let it have a fuller sound for the chorus. So that's step four is just, you know, start adding the other sections. So let's say you have a verse, then you get something a little more open for the chorus. Maybe you want a post-chorus or a bridge. And, you know, many times those will reset uh, the song and stuff to a little lower floor there, um, which kind of leads me into uh, step five, which is like adding dynamics in. Um, so that would be, you know, something like a bridge to bring reset the energy if you're working up to a huge final chorus or um, in the case of songwriting on guitar, I think it's, you know, if you're playing bar chords, uh, that's great if it's just you sitting there. But if you're talking about taking a song from start to recorded finished product, you're probably not going to be playing bar chords on a record. So that's that step five is is really looking at the dynamics and, and what you're playing on your guitar and maybe taking a full bar chord to just a triad and stuff and realizing that like, hey, I don't need to grab that bass note there. And like, that's going to be covered by the bass or like, I don't need to play this percussive uh, you know, finger style thing because we have a drummer. Um, so that's, that's really step five is taking it all home. And, you know, it kind of glosses the pro the, the, the process into these five steps, but when you boil it down to it, like that's what it is. It's really just groove and melody idea, repeat and, uh, try to make this song tell a story. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, especially the idea of just changing the voicing maybe that you were using for the different section. Mm -hmm. um, it's the same chords because you're you're saying like in this exercise that you're giving us, this is a two chord song throughout the whole song. Absolutely. Just like section, Dreams right? by Fleetwood Mac. You yeah, know, we're okay, not, it's exactly. F to G the entire time. Right. Yeah. The other thing, I mean, I was going to say earlier when you mentioned that, that, that I thought of was you could also just extend the length of the chords. You know, mm -hmm. so it's not just like the same amount, like the the rhythmic, um, you know, values. But yeah, that's that's a great point, great idea. And um, actually, when I was looking at some of these songs, it was really interesting thinking about the last um, idea of dynamics. What I got by Sublime, like the guitar riff, the entire time is the same. It's just an arpeggiated D to G, and like the dynamics in that case come through the production of the song and and the vocal melody, um, which is interesting. So like. Again, like if you're a beginner and you only know open chords, you can still be writing a song. And it's like if you can get your guitar into GarageBand and just lay something down to a click, you could literally play the two simplest open chords the entire time. And then, you know, just throw a drum track on there and, and add like different elements, like stuff like that to to make a full song. So it's really there's no like I need to be here to start writing songs like some of the most prolific songwriters knew zero theory. You know, we talk about someone like Hendrix and stuff who like didn't know theory, but really knew his way all around the fretboard. Like the bar is so much lower to write songs and stuff. It's just like you need ear and a taste in what you like in music, which is a very cool prospect, I think, for beginners. Kyle, how do you get through that kind of final stage of a song? Like I think probably all of us listening have started writing a song, but it's really hard to finish it, let alone release it. So how do you kind of get in that zone where you finish something, get it out there to the world? Like when you say finish, do you mean like get it down, recorded and mixed and mastered and then and then put it out that way? Or like what? 
how far along. There's so many steps and it is a, often a struggle or a ba- an inner battle, I'd say. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Do you think of a song as finished if it's not recorded? Like, and are you happy with that? And do you think that's that's okay? Or does it need to be recorded and, and, and released to be to be completed? Yeah, I mean, I think, again, it comes down to the individual. You know, my goals as a musician is I want a body of recorded work to look back on when I am like, you know, using a walker and, and wearing diapers. Um, so for me, it's important to get that recorded. But no, I think I think once the song is written and, and played fully through, um, you know, like, I think that's when it's done. If you can if you can sing it and, and perform it. And again, a great thing about guitar is like uh, you have the whole song right there, you know, like. There's a lot of my songs that I'll play where I play, you know, I have four other members in my band and all these all these arrangements going on. But like if I want to play it, you know, by myself in a park outside, I have my guitar. I can hold down the rhythm and the bass and the chords and and sing it. And and there's a full song right there. It's why the guitar is such a powerful instrument. And I think I don't know who said this first, but probably I think like I saw a Dave Grohl just like it's not a good song unless you can sit there and play it as one person on an acoustic. Yeah. I mean the, the, the fifth step that you mentioned for dynamics, it's, it's almost kind of like, um, instrumentation too, right? Like it's, it's sort of like dynamics is kind of, could be a part of all of that. I mean, um, at what, like when you record your music, Kyle, is it recorded live band pretty much, or do you layer everything. Yes. Yes. Live band. And I kind of go out of my way to do that. It's just like, that's the music I I grew up loving and stuff. You know, often I'll start a demo where I'm just using a drum track, which again, don't want to gloss over step one where you're like fishing for grooves, but like just taking a drum track and there are hundreds of thousands online, throwing it into GarageBand and looping it. That's a great way to fuel ideas. So often I'll start with something like that, make a demo that communicates my vision for the song and then bring it to a trusted team of musicians who we can then track it live in a room. And yeah, the dynamic step five, so much of that is instrumentation. I had a, a teacher early on when I first started writing, I was like, look at this song I'm playing all bar chords i'm doing like you know stuff with like bass notes he's like cool now stop doing that and let the bass player play the bass you know um so yeah again step five is is big and you know there's i think a song is made once when you write it once when you record it and and once when you mix it you know there's three opportunities to make a great song or screw it up (laughs) like you know um maybe live that could be the the yeah yeah (laughs) absolutely yeah so it's like um yeah, I definitely, you know, I'm, I'm not a producer mixer. Like I, I trust people to do that. And I've spent a long time working with different producers and, and, uh, found a team I work with right now that, that I really trust, uh, you know, helping me bring the vision of, of songs to life and stuff. But yeah, yeah. that's a really good point. And it, it's so cool to see you did that Carl, cause you found what you're comfortable with, like the parts of the songwriting process that it sounds easy to you, like the, starting with the groove on your guitar. Um, and then you found these musicians to to instrument, do the instrumentation side of it. Because sometimes when you try and do everything yourself as a songwriter, because you want to have the ownership of the song, there's going to be areas you're not good at. And then that's when you're so slow and do one song every year, like me. Like I'm, I'm talking about myself right now. Guys. <laughs> but yeah. it, it, even if like I got a producer on, on my last few songs and you know just i'll do the guitar part you do everything else that freed me up so much and i think 
it's really good advice from you that finding people to work with um, really helps with the songwriting. So maybe the question here is how do you find um, people to collaborate with? Yeah, uh, trial and error, you know, I think um, the the tried and true open mic is great. Or like I personally was like a hired gun guitarist in Philly for a few years while I was finding my footing and, and, and working on my songwriting. And and through that, I would meet people at gigs. In fact, that's how I met uh, John Coleman, who just did our bass for guitarist learning pathway that's coming out soon or maybe out by the time this podcast. No, it won't be out. But anyway, um, yeah, I met uh, John and, and he's been incredibly helpful. In fact, you know, like I'd say on my album uh, was very closely helping me with a lot of arrangements because there's always going to be blind spots, you know, and be like, well, what if you did this here, you know, like helping bring it from that like 90 to 100 um, percent. So, yeah, just meeting people out on the scene. But there's so many different ways to do it. I mean, you know, Sam, how many people have you met just through Instagram and in, in those early days and connected there? And there's so many uh, opportunities for like digital and real life collaboration. But but yeah, that is a great point that you say about, you know, like, yeah, taking so long to do one song when you're trying to do everything by yourself. I think a lot of some of the success stories you see online are people who can like do it all. And it's almost like a narrative that's pushed is like, well, nowadays it's like everyone's got garage band. You can record on your phone and like do it. And I think there is something to be said for, yeah. for the collaboration in, in this process. Um, also like Jack Johnson, uh, I remember he tried to like basically play drums on one of his albums and then just afterwards, just like scrap the entire thing. It's like, all right, I, I need my drummer. <laughs> so we've, we've gone through the five steps. Let's, let's review them. Kyle, yes. what, what can people walk away with again? Yes, for sure. So for our two chord exercise, step one, find a groove with chords. If you know zero theory, just look up a chord chart for uh, chords in a major key, pick two chords, and then give it some sauce, some arpeggiation, uh, a cool strum pattern idea, uh, play around the time feel a little bit. That's step one. Step two, find a melody. Start whistling, you know, loop your chord progression and, and start noodling on your guitar or ideally start singing. Find something catchy. Um, and there you go. You Maybe you have your verse right there or your chorus. Uh, step three, add lyrics, however that feels good and true to you. Step four, start arranging the song, start adding, you know, the chorus or the bridge. Uh, if you're doing a two chord song, you don't have much work to do here. It all comes back to the melody. And then um, step five is just add dynamics. And that's playing with voicings and starting to think about the production of the song. That's really cool, man. And I love the idea of like putting the parameters on your creativity with just saying, okay, there's two chords here. Let's write a song. You know, you've you've taken out like, 50% of the work almost right there, you know? Yeah. I mean, create, uh, restrictions breed creativity. So, you know, take all the strings off your guitar, except for one and write a song that way. <laughs> that's, that's hardcore songwriting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I think one thing is maybe people who are struggling to get started, like it can be frustrating to hear someone be like, just find a melody, dude. And like, uh, if you're really feel like you're struggling with that and you're really uncomfortable with your voice, Start looking into your favorite songwriters and start transcribing their vocal melodies onto your guitar. And you'll see how simple the ideas often are, how often they fall into the pentatonic scale. And then hopefully that can give you some fuel. some some fellow musician friends I know who are 
having the most success in terms of like getting their original music out there and being touring artists think about it the least. And they're just churning out songs, not churning out and that they're just like, whatever, just that like my friend will hear a song from a new artist and produce and write a song like so close to that style. Like it's almost a ripoff, but then he'll go and take that and write a new one. And then like, that's the one he ends up putting out. He doesn't think about it too much. He's not too precious about it. Like I'm I think many songwriters are constantly just like writing something and one moment, this is great. Next moment, this is awful. You know, like that's very normal part of the process. I mean, another thing is in this day and age, we, it's, you have such easy access to the greats, like, you know, like, uh, so podcasts, like I love listening to music podcasts. So song exploder is a great one for songwriting broken record with uh, Malcolm Gladwell and Rick Rubin. And then there's a new one with Rick Rubin called Tetragrammaton. And John Mayer just had a fantastic episode on that where he talks, he just goes wide open onto his songwriting process and and how it's evolved over the years. And it's like, it's so insightful. Yeah, I'll also give a shout out to the Songwriting School of Los Angeles, um, which if you're in LA, is like a really cool um, place to check out. Uh, and then of course, you know, we haven't really dipped our toes here at pickup into songwriting that much. So we, but it's definitely on our radar and we will have a bunch of stuff, you know, coming up in the next year or so. Um, and, uh, also, you know, if you're listening and you have any thoughts on like what aspects of songwriting you'd like for us to cover, like, let us know, or if there's comments available, if you're watching this, like, let us know what you'd like to see. Yeah, definitely. And I'll, you know, give a shout out to our music theory pathway because grades two, three, and five, you learn the theory of chord progressions. And there's a bunch of awesome case studies of great songs in there that are really helpful because, okay, you know, we can give you five steps to write a two chord song. Like if you look at a chord progression by like the Beatles, there's a lot going on in there. And I've, as someone who like, you know, I didn't study music in college or anything, like have never done the deepest dive into theory. I did get a lot of joy out of like just learning, so, you know, like way back, like learning secondary dominance as such a powerful and easy tool for, for songwriting that's going to give you some some spice. And there's a lot of stuff like that you can learn in music theory pathway, like the concept of the minor four and just like, you know, some some chromaticism and, and cool stuff like that. So definitely check that out if you're in the pickup music community. I'd love to know just your guys, who are your favorite songwriters? Like, who do you guys think are the, maybe like, you know, one of your all time great favorite songwriters and anyone currently out there who you think is really killing it? For me, it's Paul Simon is my like, like you know, shining star. Um, just, you know, from, he just released a new record also, which, which I'm not, oh, wow. I, I checked it out and I'm not like a huge fan of it, but I mean, like the span of his career and all the people that he's worked with and how he's kind of reinvented himself and. Yeah, I mean, as a songwriter, he's he's the greatest for me. Yeah. I used to be a big Jack Johnson fan. I wouldn't necessarily put him on like a pedestal like with iconic like songwriters like Bob Dylan or, or something like that. But he was just a, a fun artist who, who wrote fun songs uh, about banana pancakes uh, <laughs> and things like that, which which was fun. Why not? Why not put him up there as the greatest? You know, his stuff is simple, but it's uh, it's pretty rad. On the instrumental side, sorry, Carl. I'll, I'll just um, two of my favorites is Ruben Wan. Really great instrumental short songs. Um, definitely recommend checking out his work. And then Nicholas Murray, um, who's a neo soul guitarist from Sweden, writes some fire instrumental yeah. tunes. Um, here's some song squads as well, if you'd like to learn them on the site. And he's just started releasing them, which is great to see because it's it's such uh, 
such great music to to vibe out to. That's cool. So he wrote it for pickup, and then now he's releasing it. Yeah, or they might have been like Instagram videos, and he yeah. taught them with us, and now he's cool. finally putting them out there. Um, That's awesome. on Spotify. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Another artist in the pickup verse who I love their instrumental compositions, Nicholas Vaneglue. He has that one. It's called like Cinnamon Sugar Glaze, and I've seen like multiple bands covering it on uh, on TikTok. Um, so. Nice. Look at that. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, he can pretty sure he composed that for just for one of our song squads, but I, uh, one of my favorites are, well, right now, Alan Stone, uh, incredible songwriter. Um, is her name Adrian Lanker, the, the songwriter slash lead singer of big thief, tremendous. And then Stevie wonder, cause that's one where I'm just like baffled every time I like look into the, what he's doing, like behind the scenes. It's just, yeah. Yeah. That would be a, that would be in the top five for me as well, for sure. That's, Really awesome, Kyle. Well, thank you so much for for joining us and um, your insights. And it's been really cool to like think a little bit more about songwriting. And and I've actually found it very inspiring. Like, I've been you know now that my my baby is we're we're kind of like settled with her, and you know I feel like we're coming up for air. So I'm like super excited to uh, start writing again. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. And yeah, Carl, I'm I'm eagerly awaiting this uh, this EP of yours. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, likewise, really inspiring, like thinking about songwriting. It's such a um, satisfying process to go through that uh, I would like to do more personally. And hopefully if you've been listening, you're inspired as well and have some structure on how to get into songwriting if it's new to you. All right. Well, thanks again, Kyle. Thanks, Sam. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for listening for the pod. Uh, Make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend. And we'd really appreciate it if you left a review. Um, That always helps. Thanks again and see you next week. 